Should you get the coronavirus vaccine? Yes or no? Does the Bible give us any guidance? Let's look. What frustrates me about conversations related to the COVID vaccine is that people often use the Bible to bolster whatever position they've already decided to hold. For example, a number of people have very piously told me that, well, to love your neighbor as yourself means that we should get the vaccine. In fact, even Franklin Graham has said Jesus would get the vaccine if he was here. Now it's interesting, I love Franklin Graham and have a great deal of respect for him, but anytime somebody starts a sentence with what Jesus would do if he was here, I'm fascinated that Jesus would always do exactly what that person thinks. I've never one time heard in my life somebody say, well, I wouldn't do it this way, but if Jesus was here, he'd do this. I wanna be careful about assuming that I know everything Jesus would do. The only way we know what Jesus would do is by finding the principles of his word that can guide us in making decisions. This issue of the vaccine is much more nuanced. It's easily oversimplified by those who are trying to make it a cut and dried issue. I understand that there are breakthrough infections. That is, people who've already had the vaccine who end up still contracting the COVID virus. But there's not good reliable information about that because frankly, information about breakthrough vaccines is being withheld or is very difficult to discover. Most infections today do seem to be among the unvaccinated population. So why the hysteria among vaccinated people who are screaming at other people about whether or not they will be jabbed, if you will. Well, just follow the science. I've been told that a lot. Just follow the science. So I tried to do that. First of all, it's extremely difficult to follow the science because of competing and contradictory studies that are uh, all over the internet. Without a degree in virology, it's hard for the average layman to discern when competing studies give contradictory information what science we should be following. Secondly, there is empirically provable research that the lockdown policies that we've experienced over the course of the last year have had limited success at best in containing the virus, and yet we have been able to diagnose the negative economic impact of those policies. It's interesting that there is a damage that we may not fully understand for a generation that comes from the lockdowns, particularly related to children. The poor learning that they are experiencing as they've been out of school for extended periods, social isolation, suicidal ideations, and those things are worse as you go down the socioeconomic ladder. Schools have been closed even though we've known from the beginning that children are not as susceptible to this disease and teachers by and large are healthy and are in low risk categories. In fact, schools would seem to be one of the safer institutions in our country. And yet, we've closed them down almost without exception. Masking, hmm. 
Masking was only made universal by politicians, not by scientists. You don't believe me? Let me read you these quotes. This is from the website of the World Health Organization. They say, in areas where the virus is circulating, masks should be worn when you're in crowded settings where you can't be at least one meter, roughly three feet, away from others and in rooms with poor or unknown ventilation. In other words, masks are not necessary at all times by everyone. The National Institute of Health says this on their website. When consistent distancing is not possible, face coverings may further reduce the spread of infectious droplets from individuals with SARS-CoV-2 infection to others. There's another quote from another website. This from the University of Oxford Center for Evidence-Based Medicine. They say, despite two de decades of pandemic preparedness, there is considerable uncertainty as to the value of wearing masks. Oxford epidemiologist Sunetra Gupta says there's no need for masks unless one is elderly or high risk. Stanford's J. Bhattacharya has said that mask mandates are not supported by the scientific data. There is no scientific evidence that mask mandates work to slow the spread of the disease. Now here's my point. People are yelling at me to follow the science, and yet the science is not conclusive. What they mean is they want me to follow the politicians who have politicized the science. Social media platforms have been complicit in this as they have suppressed any evidence deemed by them to be misinformation. How do you follow the science when all the information for research and debate is not openly available? Because of the poor track record of politicized science over the course of the last year, that's why I'm so disturbed by a new wrinkle in this pandemic, and that is employers who are now demanding that you be vaccinated with the threat of losing your employment, losing your job if you don't get the shot. What does the Bible say? How can we find help here? Well, let me give you some, some possible principles that relate to this topic. In Romans chapter 14, verses 1 through 4, the Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Rome, says this. He says, Now accept the one who is weak in faith, but not to have quarrels over opinions. One person has faith that he may eat all things, but the one who is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats is not to regard with contempt the one who does not eat, and the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge the servant of another? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. In other words, Paul says, in matters that are disputable, that is, those things that don't have an obvious biblical right or wrong answer, those kinds of disputable matters are to be determined by individual conscience. And so Paul calls for grace for those who come to different conclusions from each other. It's not a matter of determining standing before God. If this is an issue that is not critical to eternal standing and salvation, the biblical principle is follow your conscience, 
do what you think you're being led to do by the Spirit of God, and then cut some slack for other people who come to other conclusions. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul is writing to a different church, the church in Corinth, and in verses 19 and 20 he says this, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been bought for a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Now what he means here is that each one, each person, is responsible for protecting his body because it is a gift from God and he is a caretaker of the body that has been given to him. Now, does that mean you get the vaccine? It means if you do the research and you come to the conviction in your conscience that the vaccine is a way that you can protect your body, then go get the shot. If you do the research and you come to the conclusion that your natural immunity is sufficient and you don't want to get the vaccine because you're trying to protect your body, then don't get the shot. Mark chapter 12, verse 17 is where Jesus is talking about taxes. The Pharisees have come to him and they've offered him a trick question. They say, is it lawful to pay taxes to Rome or not? And in that classic answer that stumps his opponents, Jesus asks for a coin and he says, whose image is on the coin? And they say, well, it's the, it's the image of Caesar. And he says, well, here's the principle. Whatever belongs to Caesar, you give to Caesar. But whatever belongs to God, you only give to God. Now, does the integrity of your body belong to God or to the state? Even when the issue is public safety, can the government dictate an experimental injection for all citizens? Is this vaccine a one-size-fits-all proposition? The legal history, going all the way back to the Nuremberg Code of 1947, says otherwise. You might do a Google search and look for the Nuremberg Code. In fact, I've given you a bibliographical reference at the end of this video. The principle here is the vaccine is a question of how you steward or care for your body, how you relate to the people around you who may or may not be at risk, how you follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit in guiding your conscience to do what you do. I'm not telling you to get the vaccine, but I'm not telling you to not get the vaccine. I'm suggesting that you research the issue for yourself, that you follow your conscience, and then you show grace to everyone who comes to a different conclusion. I believe that your decision may cost you either way. It may cost you your employment status. It may cost you social standing in our culture. But matters of conscience, haven't they always come with a price? Seek the Lord and do what you understand Him leading you to do. It is not social media. It is not the opinion of your next door neighbor. It's not even television preachers who will tell you what Jesus would do. You go to the secret place 
and you open the Word of God and you listen for the still small voice of the Spirit and you determine what God would have you to do and then you leave everybody else alone. This is Truth Currents.